Welcome to the Dylan Bush Podcast. My name is Dylan Bush, and today, because the people asked for it, and the people, we gotta give the people what they want, shout out to the Jalen Rose Podcast, Jalen Jacoby, um, we are be talking about the Pistons, and by we, if you were curious, it is me and my roommate, Snow, Colton Snow. What's up, everybody? Uh, today, we'll be talking about the Pistons, like I mentioned before this episode. Uh, me and Snow recorded a 40-minute episode, and apparently my Bluetooth headphones were connected to it, my phone across the room, and they couldn't hear anything we picked up, so thank you, Beats by Dre. That wasn't your fault. I'm just an idiot, but still, I'm going to blame you. Um, shout out to the nice weather. We're having nice weather here in Bowling Green today on Pi Day, uh, 314. Uh, shout out Pi. You know, if you turn Pi over or upside down or something, it's like, it says Pi. Like, if you, I don't know, someone showed me that. Or it's like a reverse or something. I can't remember. Um, either way, uh, let's just jump right into it. Last time, I think I did a 15-minute segment on why I hate Reggie Jackson. I'm going to try to turn it down to five. Me and Snow, we'll have to talk about the same points over and over again. And I'll be honest, my throat is really sore from doing this the first time. But I'm going to persevere. I got my cup of joe next to me. It's already cold, but we'll, we'll just make it, we'll make do with what we got. Okay. <clears throat> First up, Mr. Reggie Jackson. Why most of you are probably here. I hate Reggie Jackson, okay? I'm just going to go out there, throw it on the table. I hate Reggie Jackson with a burning passion. But I'm going to try to look at this as biasedly as possible. Um, okay percentages now after the early season slump. But like I said, early season slump lasted about 50 games. And he only played good probably the past month, maybe a couple weeks or so. Um, other than that... He has been just nothing short of horrendous. Everybody's like, we got healthy Reggie back. His ankles are good now. Okay, he sprained his ankle last night, and healthy Reggie still isn't good. He's not bad. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's not bad, but he's just not good. He's not a point guard in this league. He doesn't fit the league anymore. He can't play defense. He doesn't shoot threes with, like, he doesn't create his own threes, like I said. Like, like uh, Dame Lillard can create his own threes. I'm not saying he's got to be Damian Lillard, but... He just can't create his own threes. The only time he can... I think he's a good three-point shooter when he's catch and shoot, especially from Blake. But he doesn't... But I feel like he doesn't. Have, he wants to have the ball in his hands so much. Reggie Jackson also shoots a lot of mid-range jump shots. Therefore, his effective field goal percentage is still only 51%. Um, and he's getting 12.5 shots a game. Averaging four assists a game. Um, about two turnovers. A little less than two turnovers. Um... Yeah, I don't want to go in. I I don't want to go too in depth on his stats. I I want to talk about like how he plays and how it looks. Snow and me were disagreeing on this. Um, Ray Jackson holds the ball a lot, uh, especially when Blake Griffin's not in the game. Ray Jackson just sticks the ball, and if your grandpa ever talked to you about how basketball used to be and everybody used to pass, well then, um, yeah, Ray Jackson is the player your grandpa hates, and I hate him. You got something to say? I do. I think the reason why he holds the ball so much when Blake Griffin goes out is when you look at the Pistons roster, no one can do it themselves. So, like, no, he you're has right. to take that role of, like, oh, like, I'm LeBron. Because, like, Andre Drummond, he's a post scorer. Give him the ball, yeah. Just throw him lobs. Yeah, he can't. He's not going to do anything with the ball. So, he's like, going to score from, He's gonna score from the post. But if you enter the ball to him in the block, you're like, hey, make a move. Andre Drummond's just going to, like, turn around and try to throw a floater like yeah. he has no game he like, post game he just 
good around the hoop, but he's not, as we'll get into later. Literally, Blake Griffin is your offense. Yep. So I just think Reggie Jackson is doing what he can do to help benefit. And see, you know what? I never really looked at it from that point, but that's a good that's a good idea. Reggie Jackson might have to do all this and might play so miserably because the team sucks. But the thing was, he kind of played like that too when we had Marcus Morris, Contavious Caldwell Pope, and Tobias Harris. Yep. And I was like, that's a good that's a good squad right there. But Tobias isn't what he was. No, but we never gave him a chance. And KCP was uh, he was, uh, he was he was he was serviceable. There, he there. was serviceable. Yeah. So Reggie Jackson, hit or miss when he's playing. He just hurt his ankle again last night. Um hurt it. I don't know if he sprained it. Don't think he did. I think he, he just he said he's yeah, he says he's day to day. So he'll probably play, honestly. Um yeah, he probably will play. Um, 37% from the field, 42% from the field, 87% from the line. Uh, Ray, that's Ray Jackson for you. He's not having a horrendous year by any means, but, you know, he never quite, I don't know, he just never quite did it for me. I like to, I don't ever like his style. I really, I really hated how he took Brandon Jennings' spot. That was my guy. I like the way Brandon Jennings played. A little flashy. Fast up and down the court, good three point shooter. Was before he tore his Achilles. Shout out BJ, he's the goat. Um, that's about it. I spent a lot of time with Reggie Jackson the first time. Kind of calmed down. The coffee might have got to me a little bit. Um, but anyways, move right along. John Luer, I'm gonna spend the same amount of time on the first podcast that we did where it didn't record right as I am with John Luer. About 10 seconds. I hate you, John Luer. Why can't you make shots? Why do you think, why Why you used to make threes? Why you no more make threes, okay? That's about it. John Luer, you suck. Also, John Luer, why is your name J-O-N? Where's the H? Where's the H? All right, Ishmith. Ishmith, undersized point guard. Brings energy to the game. Not the most efficient player. Brings energy. Can create. Only issue can create for people but we don't have anyone to make those shots that he creates for so like you put him on a team with like a bench like the raptors oh he'd be phenomenal yeah finding guys like siakam trailing down the lane kick the ball to the corner to like a green you know green starts while he plays on the bench a little bit like just like he can make stuff happen when guys are there but we don't have those guys he shoots okay from the floor um but assists some turnovers but really energy guy that can spread the ball next guy we're going to talk about andre drummond and the big key with him one word motor not motor city not rose city motors motor he decides when he wants to play hard and when he doesn't he jogs back on defense one play the next game he grabs 28 rebounds and you just never know what andre drummond you're going to get um it's really sad because it'd be one thing if he was making dirt money but He's got enough money to probably buy me as an indentured servant for a couple of years if things really came down to it. Um, you know, he has issues with motor. He still isn't efficient around the hoop at all. Me and Snow looked it up. He was shooting like 51% from two-point land, which is all layups basically in dunks. DeAndre Jordan, a, a fair counterpart to him, 65% from the field. You know, he makes he just makes everything a little harder for the Pistons because he doesn't stretch the floor out. He hangs around the rim a lot, and our best player plays around the rim, which we'll get to in a second. You have anything else to add? What, what do you want to say about Andre? I don't. He's just he's updated. 
If he was yes. if he was in the NBA twenty years ago, he would have been a monster. Oh, absolutely. He can't guard the Cats, Joel Embiid's, and the Jokers nowadays. No, so it just makes it so hard for him. No, he has, he's shooting threes now, but it's like. Would you rather take Andre Drummond or DeAndre Ayton? I'd rather take DeAndre Ayton. He can yep. shoot. Yep, yep, me too. He's athletic. Would you rather? He can still finish. Would you rather take Andre Drummond? I'd rather take DeAndre Jordan than Andre Drummond. Because just because yes. he can finish better. Yes. That's, they play the same. They play the same. But he's more better, better, better he screener. Better screener. Yeah. Better, uh, he can, he he doesn't always pass, but like, he can do like a little drop down pass sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I know Drummond. Andre Jordan's monster defensively. I don't know how Andre Drummond is. Nope, not at all. He, yeah. he changes, I, everybody always goes, look at blocks. No, no, no. Andre Drummond changes shots. People like make fadeaway shots because he's in the paint, but he's just stuck to the floor. His lobs are not impressive. Like, he doesn't really get high. Would you rather have Mitchell Robinson or Andre Drummond? Because Mitchell Robinson... It's so hard to tell just because he plays for the Knicks, and it's just he's athletic, and he does the exact same thing. And that's he's what I'm saying. in the paint, but it's like... And he, and did you see his closeout the other day? Where he closed out and blocked a corner three? He... If anyone didn't see the video, and this doesn't do just due diligence because we're on a podcast. So, he was playing defense, and someone drove and kicked... And when they drove, they stepped on his foot, and he slept. He slipped. He's on the ground. The guy's starting to shoot a shot. Mitchell Robinson, laying on the ground, gets up and blocks the corner three. I did not see that. It was a two-step thing. I'm going to show you it because uh, um, it was unbelievable. Um, I think that was one of the most impressive blocks I've seen. Uh, I can't remember where it is. It was, it was so weird. Um, What's weird is just like Andre Drummond's rookie year, he's putting up crazy stats, crazy rebound stats, good points, and it's like, okay, this guy's going to be like something. And just the NBA just totally changed on him. Yeah, I always like to think that that with uh, Jaleel Okafor too. Jaleel Okafor never had a chance to adapt. Well, I thought that was that was gonna be John Collins, where it's like, because in college all he was was a post score. Yeah. And now he just turned into this like monster athletically. Yeah. I Mitchell Robinson's been unbelievable though. Uh, I think he's averaging like ten ten. He's got to be. Uh, man, I can't find the video. Maybe maybe it was for Mitchell Robinson. I think it had to have been though. Um, I don't know where he went to college either, but he went to somewhere. Didn't he, didn't he go to Florida? Did he go to Florida? I can't remember. All these guys that come in the NBA, I don't even remember where they went to college anymore. Honestly. Um. It was weird though. I, I think, I think I'd rather at this point though have Mitchell Robinson. Uh. Oh. Here it is. Here's the video. Um, Mitchell Robinson falls flat on let the me, ground. Look at this. So Mitchell Robinson falls on the ground, right? Yeah. What? Where would he go? No. 
Oh, here it is. We'll watch together. I'm sorry, podcast viewers. Maybe I can cut this out. But basically, I wanted to show Snow this because, like, uh, he is on the ground. He's on the ground, Snow. Look, the ball's on the ground. He's, or he's in the ground. Yeah, he's in the corner, too. He's he's in, the guy's in the corner. He's in the watch paint. this block. The guy's in the corner. Mitchell Robinson gets up. Okay, it was against Orlando. He's literally right underneath the rim. Guy caught the ball, and he's still laying on the ground. And he gets up. That's and great. he blocked the That's shot. <laughs> look at his face. Everybody, though. like, look, he jumped from, like, a step outside yeah. the key. Look at the guy in the hat in the background, too. Okay. We'll get back We'll get back into the podcast here. Um, so, regardless, I'd rather have um, I'd rather have Mitchell Robinson at this point than Andre Drummond. Because, uh, depending on my team. Depending on where I was with this team. All right. I don't want to spend any more time with Andre Drummond if you're good. No, I'm good. Okay. Thonmaker, eh. He's probably not going to become anything good. Uh, I'd like to see a little more better three-point shooting than him from him because then he could, like, legit play. But I don't expect him to develop at this point. I think he's just proven he can't be anything. Maybe he'll have a buddy healed here, but... I think he's just so used to just being on the three-point line now. I mean, yeah. He's 7-2, I think, 7-3. Seven, 7-1. And he just needs to get in the paint. Yeah. He's so lanky where it's like he barely has a jump and it's a dunk. Yeah, I think he kind of got, like, shook into shooting threes. Um next guy the only guy with potential on this roster luke Kennard, um 40 in the mid 40s for field goal percentage like 44 43 and 40 percent from three making like two and a half game um i love that i think they need to develop him like i said earlier more of a playmaker he can he has the ability to play make and make impact on like more than just shooting but he doesn't get the opportunity a lot too because reggie jackson and blake have the ball and Andre Drummond can be the same thing. Andre Drummond had moments last year where he could pass, and he just doesn't get that chance anymore. Um, but Luke Luke definitely needs to get more minutes. I could see him, uh, a peak Luke, I'd say shooting 43% from the field, 42% from three, 80% from the line, 15, 14 points a game, being like the third guy on a championship team, third or fourth scoring option on a championship team. Yeah, I think his game kind of reminds me of the Luka Doncic. He's, he's not as good as Luka, obviously, but it's just like... You know what? I they, see that, they, too. They, they play similar. They're not... Luke, Luka drives a lot more, mm-hmm. um, creates a lot more, but, like, the shooting, it the could, way they shoot... He could get to, like, what Luka is now. No. I think he Luke could. Luke Kennard? Luke Kennard. No. Okay, like, Luka's first year, his rookie year, I think Luke Kennard in five years... Could be no, that, could that is the most not, Stephen not, A. Smith take ever. Not now. averaging 19, 20 points a game, maybe averaging like 15, but like seven rebounds. Luca, Luca is Reggie's gone, and Blake Griffin decides to leave. Luca is generational talent. Snow. This is a once in a lifetime where I'm not. Luca is going to be a superstar if he's not already. But, <sighs> oh my gosh, no! I know you told me you're going to make some Stephen A. Smith claims before this whole thing started. But I'm, I'm I'm agreeing with you. Luke Kennard could be something. I'm not saying he's gonna be a superstar, an all star. You just said he's gonna be a superstar. No. Oh, you said Luke. Uh. Luke. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay, this is confusing. Okay. Because the Luke Luca thing. But yeah, Luke Kennard's been a great spark for you guys, especially recently. I I love his game too because like he's got the smoothest pull up jumper I've seen. Like he just kind of like has he's into it. Yeah. It's so fun to watch. Langston Galloway, hot cold mostly cold uh thinks he's hot though 
kind of a bad situation there. Paying him money. Not really athletic. Not really athletic. Doesn't provide anything besides shooting, but he can't shoot. So thanks for that. Blake Griffin, best player on our team. Really, really good. 25 points a game, seven rebounds. Uh, what is he averaging? Like five assists now? Uh, five assists, I think. And he's averaging six, six assists? Five and a half assists, and he's three and a half turnovers. But you know that's what happens when you have the ball the entire game. So I don't blame him he's for. He's your point guard. He is your. He's the. He like is the team. He's the team. Um, and there's no way of getting around that. Uh, I think honestly, this is my opinion on Blake. You know, if next, if we don't make anything in the playoffs, like any noise, just get get rid of the whole team and blow it up. Do it for Blake's case because Blake's just ruining his career. Or like not ruining it, but wasting it. I don't know how many how many years does he have left on his contract. You know, three after this year, because that last yeah. last year was the first year of the five year, so it was last year was the first year, second year is this year, so he's got three more years. And yeah, like, if you guys definitely don't make a move with draft picks, free agency, I think he could definitely leave to make like a run for an actual playoff. Thing. I feel like Clippers, he did nothing too. No, he's been in the year for eight, he's been in the league for eight years. He's turning thirty um, on sixteenth, so. You know, he's not getting any younger. That's a key theme of the Pistons. No one's getting any younger. And the talent's not getting better. We'll move on because we're short on time because we got to go to class because I thought we had time, but then the whole, I hate you, Beats. <sighs> Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown, energy guy off um, starting lineup. Defender. He held, he had some, at one point it was like defenders or opponents are shooting 37% against him when he's guarding him. So I'll take that. He's always in their mitt always in their face trying to get up and just like bother them he's not like beverly though where he's just like a like a mean person like i think he's more of your andre roberson he's a rober he is a roberson yeah that's a good definitely shoot better than oh way better shooter though yeah and like like and he's not a good shooter but way better than roberson that's a good comparison a little smaller but still Mm. i think that's his ceiling of andre roberson with the jump shot if he can figure out his jump shot uh, Glenn Robinson, one word, disappointment. Jose Calderon, one word, retire. retire. <laughs> I, look at that. That's how we got through two people in about five seconds. That was good work. Uh, I hate you, Jose Calderon. You are so – you know what? No, I'm sorry. Bring that. Bring it back, Jose. Bring it back. <sighs> I hate you. I hate you so much that I refuse to exist – that are like acknowledge you exist on a team. Now, why are you 81. Feels like he's been on the team for like twenty years. Yes. Because he's just done yes. thing and he just still has a roster spot. And he always like has a stupid grin on his face, like, hey, it's going on everybody. It's Jose. His dad or something had like something with like pop or pop in, pop industry. No. Like Coke, Dr. Pepper. Really? Oh like, I mean you're right. Told me that. I thought it was you though. Um Maybe it is. Um, I don't know. Oh, his father's was a Coca-Cola bottling company. Was a owner of a bottling company or something, according to an ESPN article. And he's got a $2.2 billion thing waiting for him. If if something he's the heir the he's the heir to like the Coca Cola bottling industry or something. You should just start doing that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, start start working on them bottle skills, Jose. Because 
You're not getting any buckets. Nor are you doing anything. And you can't play defense. Svi! Thank you, Svi. Shout out Ukraine. I mean, Russia. Depending on who you are listening to this. Um, Svi, you're, you're pretty cool. You can make shots. You do a lot of things. Little things. He can pass. He, he could be a really good uh, role player in the future. Hopefully they develop him. Hopefully they don't give up on him like they usually do. Usually when people leave for the Pistons, they do better. Yeah. It's like the opposite of the Spurs. When someone leaves the Spurs, they usually do worse. When someone leaves the Pistons, they do better. I.e. Chris Middleton. I.e. Aaron Baines. Tobias. Tobias. Anyone. You, the list goes on. I'll do another podcast sometime with all the players that the Pistons could have passed on and create a starting lineup out of those players. Um... Zaza, I hate you, Zaza. Why can't you punch anyone? Kyrie Thomas, you need to get more minutes. He's actually pretty good. Second round pick. Kind of a steal. He can make threes. He can do some other stuff. Needs more minutes. So, Kalen Lucas, don't even know you really. You, you played like one game. Um, you're just a no-name point guard. Isaiah Whitehead, no name. Played for the, the Button Nets last year. The Golden Arm! Wayne Ellington. Wayne Ellington, uh, great addition, splashing for the Pistons. We needed shooters because we don't have any. Since you lost Bullock. Since we lost Reggie, B, Reggie B, not Reggie J, Reggie B. We miss you, Reggie B. Wayne Ellington, great substitute though for for my in my opinion, playing pretty good basketball right more now. Minutes. What? More minutes. He needs more minutes. That's a good point. He needs more minutes. Uh, he's pl- currently starting shooting guard, but like they just sub him out pretty quickly. Uh, I'd like to see him get more minutes. So, first time we did this snow, um, we had that issue with the whatever. We made it through probably about 30 minutes. We just did it in 21 minutes. A lot faster. Um, and probably more enjoyable for the viewer. There's a part in the middle where I was looking up that Rip Mitchell Robinson video and I wanted to find it. And so there's probably 30 or 40 seconds of me not saying anything. And I'm sorry, but I really wanted to find that video because it's one of the coolest videos ever. And I recommend you watch it. Um, let's move on to, like, just, like, the team and the direction. Yeah, I said he's, I said he's probably, he needs, he's probably not going to have the quite the potential people saw he did in the draft, but whatever. Casey, I think he's doing an okay job. Not bad, not great. Um, he got, he got dealt one of the worst hands in the league when he decided to join the team. Um, you know, we don't have anyone good. We don't have anyone to really work with, honestly, besides Blake and maybe Luke Kennard, but... Everybody else is pretty set in stone. Can't really expose any talent that they don't that they have locked away when they don't have any locked away, is what I'm getting at. Um, man, my throat's starting to really feel it. Uh, some overall stats for the Pistons: we're 34 and 33, uh, 10th in defensive rating, which is pretty good. 12, 21st in offensive rating, not very good. Expected win loss at this point of the year: 32 and 35. So we're crushing expectations right now. Points per game, 107.2. Opponents points per game, 107.8. So a minus 0.6 point differential. Not bad, but we're in the playoffs and we're in the East. So um, speaking of the playoffs, what are we going to do in the playoffs? Probably going to get kicked out in the first round, probably four or five games. We're going to probably play the Raptors at this point. That's what we're slated to play. I think you guys could steal one game. I think we could steal a game. Kawhi and Kyle Lowry just have an awful shooting night. Yeah. Siakam is like the guy that's going to kill us. I can already tell. Because Blake's not going to guard him. And he's going to come in and just, you know. Um, 
Yeah, I think we're probably going to get booted in the first round. Um, kind of sad. Uh-huh. Draft picks. Draft picks. Draft picks, yeah. We talked about this earlier because we talked about everything earlier. But I want them to get Bull Bull. Snow said Keldon Johnson. He's, they're probably both going to be off at the on the board by the time. You got to trade up. Do something. Make a move in the draft. Arm, and don't draft like Stanley Johnson's. Like, no. draft someone that can shoot the ball. Okay? Um... We don't have time to be developing dudes if we're trying to win now. If we're trying to develop dudes, that's different. I want Bull Bull. Dude shot 52% from three last year, or this past year. But he's hurt, and he might drop in the draft. You never know. He don't like him because he like the traditional big man, Snow. No, because I, I just went over how Andre Drummond mm. needs to get out of the NBA, basically. Not yeah. Not out of the NBA, but, like, he's not anything super strong. You're right. Um, I just think you guys have too many centers. We do have a lot of centers. We need. We do need guards. That's a that's that's the that's a good point. Um, I you know, we have our owner is too content on. We have the pieces. We just need the hustle. Mm -hmm. Like one of those guys. Like if we just try harder. No, it's not trying harder. We are good. Everybody's like. I wanted to touch on this earlier. We had the five game win streak versus these teams, Toronto or no Cleveland. Toronto, who was Kawhi-less, Minnesota, Chicago, and Chicago. Four of those teams aren't good. One of those teams is good usually, but they don't have Kawhi. Yeah. So I five of those, those games were not very impressive. I saw a stat for the last few games. You guys are averaging 74.5. Yeah, we can't score anymore. I don't know what happened. We, we just literally forgot how to put the basketball on the hoop. But... That's sometimes just how it goes, and that happens to the Pistons actually a fair amount. Um, this kind of been a rushed episode, but, you know, me and Snow got class here in like 15 minutes. So we're doing this for the people, right? Of course. It's always for the people. Um, what do I think the Pistons should do? Me and Snow agree. Start over if the season just doesn't go well. You know, yeah, no you're point. You're not going to pull anyone. You're not going to pull anyone for free agency. So it's just like no one wants to go to Detroit. Yeah, you're right. All right, well, this is, like, the most speedy podcast ever. Maybe I'll start doing these ones. I like doing these ones more than the hour ones, especially when I don't have, like, a group of people here. It's just me and Snow. I like these little short podcasts. We could do these more often. Um, speaking of the podcast, I don't want to just talk about – oh, my gosh. I don't want to just talk about sports. I want to talk about things in, like, culture and society. Uh, for example, coffee or Xbox or Star Wars or books or – Apple Watches or Apple. I don't know. Talk about random stuff. I want to talk about stuff like this. Uh, thanks for listening. If you've got this far, you're a trooper. Sorry you had to suffer through the Mitchell Robinson video thing. I'm not going to edit that out either because I'm lazy. So thank you for watching or listening because you can't watch a podcast. Um, if you liked me and Snow, let me know. Send me something on Twitter. I know Ethan's probably going to watch or listen to this. So shout out to you, Ethan. <laughs> Uh, it, Cody, I think I shouted you out in the first one. I didn't shout you out in this one because it's like we didn't bring you up. But the thing we shouted you out for was that Reggie Jackson is 14 days older than you. So shout out to you too, Cody, if you listen to this. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you have a good day. Uh, tune in next time. Welcome to the Dylan Bush podcast. Um, today is the second installment of the podcast, and we will be talking about the NCAA tournament and the NBA playoffs coming up. Today, joining me uh, is my dog, Doodle. 
she's going to be in the background listening. And if you hear her bark or snore or whatever, just know that she's been a good girl and she's just getting some rest. Okay, so, um, you know, this, this is probably the second week in a row or the second pod in a row where I've done it on sports. Um, I'm fine with that. If you guys want to keep hearing that, just let me know. If you want to hear something else, suggest something else. And as a precursor um, for my NCAA talk, I haven't watched a college basketball game all year all the way through. I've watched like 10 minutes of a Duke game. Um, I watched almost all the BGSU game against Buffalo for the MAC championship, but not all of it. I'd probably say about three quarters of it. And that's about the extent of what I've watched this year. All all of my picks will be based on former players, um, who has a higher seed, and just some other stuff. Okay, um, and no, if you pick a five a five twelve upset pick is not a bold statement or a uh, what is the other one like a what would be a six eleven six eleven and five twelves those aren't upset picks. Okay, I don't count those. Like Wisconsin's playing Oregon and on one of them and they uh Oregon just won like the championship for the pack the pack 10 or 12 I can't even remember but I'm gonna talk about NBA first because that's what I'm better at and if I sound like I'm out of breath uh I probably am I don't know maybe this is just kind of difficult doing it by yourself um but let's go through it so at the moment let's just go through the conference standings um, the, who's going to make the playoffs, who's a fringe team that could. Um, one through eight for the East goes Bucks, uh, Raptors, 76ers, Pacers, Celtics, Pistons, Nets, Heat. And on the fringe of being in, uh, we'll go three teams deep. We'll go Magic, Hornets, Wizards, um, with all three of those teams being like kind of close to getting that, uh, uh, they're like a couple games away. Probably not gonna happen, but regardless, you know they're still there. Um, Western Conference, Warriors and Nuggets tied for first, and then the Rockets, Blazers, uh, Spurs, Thunder, Jazz, and Clippers with the Kings and the Timberwolves and the Lakers on the fringe. Um, We'll start with the East because I think I was thinking about this because I wanted to make this podcast after a couple people suggested it. Um, I was trying to think of what's the best way to decide who's the best in the East. And I've come up with this triangle kind of thing where it's almost like rock, paper, scissors. So personally, I believe the 76ers could beat the Bucks. Okay. I watched them play the other day and I think they match up pretty well with them. They have the size. They have Ben Simmons is kind of a problem because well, you're not kind of a problem for them because they put Giannis on him, but like, um, the way he creates and beads unstoppable against them. Brook Lopez stands no chance, um, and he's just completely rendered useless. JJ Redick and Jimmy Butler playing well, and if Tobias is making shots, it's lights out. So I think the Bucks could lose to the Sixers. So the Sixers be the Bucks. However, I think the Bucks. Oh, I forgot about the Raptors completely. All right, this is my triangle for the Celtics, Raptors, and Sixers then. Or Celtics, 76ers, and Bucks. The Raptors are weird. I don't know how to think about them. All right, but this is this is what I was thinking about for these three teams. Because I don't... The Pacers are in fourth right now, and they don't matter. I don't think they're going to be anything. I think they're going to lose. So between the Celtics, the Sixers, and the Bucks, this is the triangle I've created. The Sixers 
lose to the Celtics for some reason. I don't know why, but they do. The way they match up, the way something is, they can't stop Embiid, the Celtics can't. But for some reason, the Celtics have the Sixers number. The Sixers have the Bucks number, okay? That's what I'm saying. And the Bucks have the Celtics number. So it's like Celtics beat Sixers, but Sixers beat Bucks, but Bucks beat Celtics. It's one of those kind of things. The Bucks just absolutely, in my opinion, could easily beat the Celtics. Um, just based on the fact that Celtics have no one to stop their size of Giannis and uh, Giannis and company. Um, man, I completely forgot about the Raptors when I was thinking about this. The Raptors are the anomaly. I think the Raptors are good enough to beat any of those three teams that I listed. Um, and, and, and vice versa, I think any of those three teams can beat the Raptors. I think it's all about how good Kawhi is, but I, I seriously don't understand how the Raptors are this good. I know Siakam's kind of stepped up big this year, but really, besides Siakam, Kawhi, and Kyle Lowry, not been very impressed. I guess Serge Ibaka's kind of made a made a more of a stance this year too, but overall, I, I still have a hard time seeing the Raptors coming out of the East. I'm much more confident in the Sixers or the Bucks, and even the Celtics than the Raptors. That's how I feel at least. The Raptors have this kind of thing about them. There, where I'm like, man, I don't know. Like, they've been just winning all year. But, like, look at their division. This is a big thing. Look at their division. Oh, my gosh, their division's really good. I didn't realize that. I thought they had a crappy division. No, you know what? They might actually win. They might actually come out. I don't know. The The East is such an anomaly this year because I thought Boston was going to be the one seed. No one thought Milwaukee was going to be this good. No one thought... Before before the Toronto got Kawhi, no one really kind of considered them to be, like, really, really in the mix. And the Sixers were just building off an amazing year last year. Um, man, I don't even... I completely forgot about the Raptors. Wow. All right. So, basically, for my Eastern Conference, if the playoffs started today... This would be my it'd be this would be the matchups and I'll go through who I think would win the series and whatnot. So it'd be Matt, it'd be Bucks Heat Bucks sweep them. It'd go Raptors Nets, uh, four two in favor of the Raptors. Uh, Pistons Sixers, four one the Pistons. Andre Drummond just gets absolutely beasted and feasted on by Embiid, and it's almost like Embiid might as well just adopt Andre Drummond as his own child. And then also ran out of space in Andre's head because he's always in Andre's head. All right. So Sixers easily take it to the Pistons, my beloved Pistons. And the Pacers, Celtics, Celtics just whoop them. No no question about it. The Pacers just don't score enough, in my opinion. They're averaging like six points less a game than them. Maybe it's a little closer, but I just don't think they have the scoring at this point without Oladipo. Okay. So that means the next round it'd be Bucks, Celtics, and Raptors, Sixers. I think the Bucks. I don't man. See, see. Here's my thing. If can the Celtics turn it on? I don't know if they can turn it on. They don't. They haven't. They. I feel like they're just like oh we can flip the switch whenever. But can they? That's why I'm gonna give it to the Bucks in this round. I I think the Celtics are just a little too dysfunctional this year. Bucks are gonna beat the Celtics like a six or seven game series. Um, but, or it's either going to be a sweep or like a seven game series because can Boston flip the switch? Okay. 
So that leaves us with Raptors, Sixers. And I think I'm going to have to take the Sixers. Sixers, they sometimes play down to their competition. But when they've been playing good teams, I feel like they show up. And as long as Simmons doesn't make dumb mistake after dumb mistake, um, I think they have the best shot of being beating this Raptors team uh, out of the Celtics, Bucks. And themselves, yeah. So let's move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Bucks, Sixers. I think it's a coin toss. Seven game series, either way. I'm going to take the Sixers. I think the Sixers are going to come out of the East, honestly. I think they've got the best team to design in the playoffs. I think the only way they lose is if the Celtics gets the Sixers because Brad Stevens knew how to shut down Ben Simmons and contain what was of Embiid a little bit last uh, series, last year. You know, it's not even how do we stop him being just, okay, how can we contain him from putting up 40? You know, if he puts up 30 on us and he takes a lot of shots and he's not really efficient, we can live with that if you're a Celtics guy or girl or anyone, really. But if you're a Celtics fan, that's what you want. Um, If Jimmy Butler and uh, Tobias get involved, though, if you're a Celtics fan, I would be very nervous. Those two guys can change the game. Um, So... I can, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say for the sake of whatever I'm talking about, Sixers pull out of the East. All right. Um, I don't. Okay, so it looks like the eight seed. So like the nine seed. We're gonna move to the West, by the way. So the nine seed, which is the Kings, are six games back of the Clippers. So I'm gonna assume they're not gonna be able to make it. So first round matchup: uh, Warriors, Clippers, Nuggets, Jazz, Houston. OKC and Portland San Antonio there's a couple ties in there right now at the moment so like it could be like OKC Portland and San Antonio Houston and whatever but which that's just the order that they have them in I don't know if it's like it's not alphabetical it must be go by head-to-head too um hey, hey doodle come on come on I'm doing a podcast okay so first round Warriors Clippers Warriors just absolutely sweep them Jazz, Nuggets, Nuggets beat them in four, I mean five, five, yeah, I was going to say five. I don't think the Jazz are very good, in my opinion. OKC, Rockets, um, man, that's going to be a good series, really good series. Here's the question, here's the overlying question, do we get playoff P, Paul George? If he doesn't show up and Bricksbrook gets his, or Russell Westbrook or Bricksbrook or just literally can't make a shot, Westbrook. If we get that version of Westbrook, it's a sweep. The Rockets just just take it and run with it. There's no chance. But if Playoff P puts something together, Westbrook isn't atrocious for like three out of the five or six games, then I see the Thunder winning it. But because we can't bank on that happening, I'm going to go with the Rockets. And then Blazers, Spurs, I'm going to go Blazers. I think that... I know the Spurs have been playing well as of late, but I think that just Portland has a pretty good solid front court pending. I saw CJ McCollum got hurt. I don't know the severity of it or anything. I just saw a video of it. So if he's healthy, definitely. If not, I'd have to rethink it. But because that's all I know at the moment, I'm going to go with the Blazers. Um, so that leaves us with a round two. Blazers, Warriors, Nuggets, Rockets. Um... So I'm going to go with the Warriors against the Blazers in like six. They've played them the past couple years, and they've pretty much handled them pretty well. 
I don't think Portland poses any threats to them except Lillard maybe. Um, but really, other than that, I don't think anyone on the Warriors is too worried about the Blazers. Now, here's the interesting matchup. Nuggets-Rockets. So, um, this easily could be Warriors-Rockets at the end of the day. But just the way at the moment it is, Nuggets-Rockets. Because Nuggets and Warriors are tied for first. Nuggets-Rockets, I think, very entertaining series. The question is, does James Harden's game of shooting threes and whatever, can the Rockets pull it together and pull one off? Or does the Nuggets' style of play, of passing it, and everybody getting involved, is it going to prevail? I personally think playoff experience here, Rockets, Chris Paul's not going to want to lose. Not that anyone wants to lose, but I think Chris Paul kind of propels them because he's been playing pretty well lately. Going to pick the Rockets over the Nuggets, and it really hurts me to say that, but I don't know how well the Nuggets will do in the playoffs saying that this is the first time a lot of these starters have had meaningful playoff times. Um, so at least it's with the, the same exact Western Conference as last year. Rockets, Warriors. Um, you know, I want to pick the Rockets really badly, but I just don't see a way where the lawyers, Warriors are blowing this. Um, now, if Draymond is as bad as he is right now, if he finds a way to get worse... I'm not completely out of picking the Rockets, and Chris Paul stays healthy, and Boogie brings him down. Um, Bogut might end up being one of those pickups where it's like, damn, we probably should have been able to get him because for a lot of the other teams in the West, because Bogut, if he has the impact on him that he did a couple years ago, I think this Golden State team is on another level, honestly. His passing, his rebounding, his rim running, it's not matched by anyone. And they had that version of it, like the version two of that last year with JaVale, and he played some meaningful minutes. So if he can give him the, those minutes, and, and because I think what's going to happen in the playoffs is the Warriors are going to start sitting Cousins more because Cousins just hasn't been playing well with them, hasn't been making a lot of shots. And yeah, I like the way he can bring the ball up offensively, but defensively he's a liability. So long story short, Warriors are going to win the series pending... Um, a couple of factors. Also, I forgot to mention, we're going to go to the finals now, but I forgot to mention, Bucks had a big, big injury with this uh, Malcolm Brogdon thing. Um, so there's a good chance Celtics could steal that from them um, and make it to the Eastern Conference Finals if Brogdon doesn't come back in time. But uh, but uh, either way, Sixers would beat the Celtics in my, well... Mm, man, you know, you know what? No, I still have the Sixers. All right. Um, so for the that would mean for the finals, it would be the Sixers and the Warriors. Um, now this is interesting. Uh, Sixers, in my opinion, have such a different brand of basketball than the Warriors, while also incorporating the shooting and the spacing of the Warriors, that I think they have a chance to give them a run for their money. If the Warriors are clicking, there's no way that they beat them at all. But, but, 